Are you passionate about technology, innovation, and sustainability in business management? Then mark your calendars for the second international conference on technology, innovation, and sustainability in business management, ICTIS 2023, proudly presented by Middlesex University, Dubai. ICTIS 2023 will be held on the 4th of May at Middlesex University Dubai campus in Knowledge Park. This year, the conference will be a hybrid event with participants having the option of attending and presenting either in person or virtually. Building on the success of its first edition in 2019, the conference aims to bring together researchers and practitioners from diverse industries and sectors to discuss, debate, and initiate a dialogue on the impact of advances in technology, innovation, and sustainability on business models, processes, and practices. Middlesex University, Dubai, shaping futures. Welcome to the third and concluding episode of our podcast on AI in higher education. In this episode, your host, that's me, Judy Prastia and Stephen King, will share the conclusion of our journey into the use of AI in higher education for course design. Over the past two episodes, we explored the ethics and methodology of autoethnography and shared our ambition for the study. We also covered the first two weeks with our research journey where we familiarized ourselves with the literary universe and conducted some initial familiarization experiments. Our efforts culminated in the successful generation of a module narrative. Now, in this final episode, we'll be sharing our conclusions, including our perspective on how valuable AI is for this purpose and potential for misuse. Overall, this podcast series has been an exciting and thought-provoking journey into the intersection of AI and higher education. We hope that it has inspired you to think critically about the potential of these technologies and the ways in which they can be used to support learning and teaching. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to sharing our final thoughts with you. Hurrah! We're here, we made it! And so, Jody, so thank you very much again for being with us over the past couple of weeks. We've done this adventure. I feel like you're like Indiana Jones and I'm the young boy as we go through <laughs> Temple of Doom. You know, we've, we've dodged boulders. We've, we've encountered strange new worlds of alien AI. Well, I think you're the Indiana Jones. I'm, I'm more like watching you or, or maybe like uh, those uh, agents on the field and I'm the one that is uh, behind the desk and keep calling you like hey don't go there go here <laughs> <laughs> got it so let's see where where do we stand okay so there's two things before we start today because this is the conclusion I think we should revise the weaknesses of the autoethnography for, for everyone who's listening at home and maybe the first yeah, time they're I listening I think this method is, is quite controversial in some ways yeah, although it is academic rigorous and there are a number of studies using this method, especially over the COVID-19 period, there are weaknesses. And the obvious one is that there are very few people involved, yep. the two of us. Yep. And a <laughs> sample of two <laughs> or a sample of one is, is obviously going to have its own weaknesses. Yeah. And on top of that, because we are presenting our own life experiences, there is obviously the great risk of bias and of us trying to make the data look as, as positive as we might want to 
just for the sake of the fact that we're friends and we want to make the experiences that we've had present ourselves in the best light. So there is a certain level of positivity that you might expect from this conversation. And finally, the most important thing is that whatever we say, this is our experience. Yep. It is not the experience that everyone will have. Yeah. It might not be the experience that anybody has apart from <laughs> us because we are in a very it's privileged... It's very subjective, yeah. And we're in a very privileged position to be working in uh, a British branch campus of a large university which has significant equipment and investment in, in faculty such as having specialist robotics faculty like yourselves and having an advertising program like I have. Right. So with all that online, uh, shall we go on? All right, go ahead. Most people are wanting to know is how successful were we? Because at the end of the last session, I had just completed the module narrative. I was very excited. I was banging down everyone's doors. You remember? I was literally knocking down everyone's doors at this point saying, look, I have this transformative piece of software and it's going to change everything. Yeah. And I was very lucky that I had to take a breather. We had our discussion, which was very important. So again, the, the methodology of autoethnography and the collaborative side of it is the fact that we have someone to hold me back. Yeah, because it could go to the wrong direction. I could have gone too fast. <laughs> I think I would have gone too fast. I think I'd put, an, I think I'd put a, a number down in an email of how much I thought we could make from selling this course. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's not wrong, but it's just not the time yet. I, I had overestimated what was possible. Yeah. So my first experiment had been phenomenally successful in my own mind. I had created a module narrative and I was therefore thinking anything was possible. If it could do this, then we can start this process off getting validation and then at the same time we could be building the content using the AI and we could start marketing it, we can start selling it and by the time we've got enough people booked in, yeah. we'll be ready. Yeah. That was the dream. Yes. So the next week, having come back after a breather and having a chill out period, mm -hmm. I started to develop the content and I went through some of the slide development AI that is recommended. There's a number of these uh, images that you get. So if you follow the social media and the popular media, they have these little charts which uh, which apps are good for different things. For, okay. exa for example, for audio podcasts, they have Descript, which is what we're using right now. Yeah. So I used, the first thing I used was tome.app. That's T-O-M for mother, E for echo, dot app. And this is promoted by a number of startup entrepreneurs as a way of flashing the fact that they were able to fly all the way across to the US from Europe and make a presentation. And the, the presentation, they will say, oh, this is all done by AI. Mm. And I thought, oh, wow, this is wonderful. So I'm going to try it. And the thing with Tome is you just type in the subject of the presentation mm -hmm. and it will come up with, supposedly, an entire slide deck for you. Yeah. You can specify how many slides do you want. It gives you eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, and one of those is a thank you slide, and one of those is a is an agenda slide. So it gives you between th I, I, I because of the topic I was asking, it was giving me about three or four slides, okay. and I tried it over eight weeks because the ChatGPT module had given me eight weeks of a syllabus. Right. So I tried to create lectures for each week, and they did. They didn't give me many slides at all. 
And if you remember, we went through some of those slides, and on one of that you spotted that it was a mistake. Yep. And the mistake could only have been spotted by yourself yep. because it was a very specialist piece of knowledge yep. that you were currently researching yourself yep. and with the same weaknesses that normal ChatGPT has and the fact that it has only two years or something. It has a, it, it's, it finishes at 2021, its database or something, is that correct? Yeah, and even with that, sometimes they correlate things that does not correlate, don't correlate at all. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense sometimes. So this particular case study, I had absolutely no idea it wasn't real. You pointed it out to me, and at which point I was like, how would I have even known? Yeah. And the other problem that Tom has was that the slides weren't well designed, so I was still going to have to play around with the design. There is an option to do branding, if I recall rightly. And I was planning to put the brand guidelines in, but the other problem was that it was just too text heavy. Mm-mm. Yeah. And when you're an educator, you don't want to have all your text on the slides because the students will end up reading them. Right. They're supposed to be engaged with you. Yeah. So it wasn't very useful. What so, about the pictures, though? The pictures were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that was subjective. But the pictures don't say anything. So again, with the when you are presenting or when I'm teaching, I like to have images which actually support. Yeah. And are a lot more, a little bit more literal yeah. than what they were presenting. Yeah. I think we are not reviewing the software here, but I think it it has limited number of images in its library, so it keeps on using it again and again. I think it's based on Dali, so it uses <laughs> yeah. the Dali sort of generator, and so the images are, were cool, they were aesthetically pleasing, they just weren't educational. Yeah. And that's the whole point. You have this huge real estate of a slide, which is full of words, and image which is which is nice, but is just decorative. It's not informative. Which then bring you to the next one. So there was another piece of software that was promoted. And this is called SlidesAI.io, and this is uh, an extension for Google Slides. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. So this falls into the Android's AI system. Now. The weakness of this particular software or app is that it doesn't work like ChatGPT or it doesn't work like Tom. So you can't put in a prompt Mm -hmm. and ask it to just come up with a whole deck for you. Okay. You have to put in the content and then it will summarize it for you and then it will lay it out across however many slides you want. But then you can put some of those content generated by ChatGPT. So that's what I did. So I took from Tom and I took the text from Tom, which was a lot, and I put it into slides.ai. Now, then I come up with another problem. The slides.ai only allows 500 characters on the basic model. (laughs) The free one, you mean? On the free one. (laughs) And when you have so much text from Tom, that was like one or two slides. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to keep going backwards and forwards. Plus, for the slides.ai, it was taking two minutes to process everything. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah. And so I was taking the text across two minutes, come back, take, copy, paste, copy. Uh, it was taking a long time. So eventually I paid for the premium version. <laughs> there you go. And it allowed up to two and a half thousand characters. Okay. Which is a lot more useful. And I was able to dump the whole Tom deck across. Mm-hmm. And it would come up with a, a slide deck. The problem here was that the text on the slide was too little. Okay. So it's the Goldilocks scenario. Yeah. Tom gave us too much. Yeah. The slides.ai gives too, too little. Yeah. 
and it left too much up to you to present. Yeah. And because I don't know too much <laughs> about the topic, the size were not helping me. Is there any option to fine-tune that? Like. Yeah, so then the option to fine-tune would be to do it as a human being and to actually <laughs> research it yourself. Because at the end of the yeah. day, the slides needed to be laid out properly still. You had to verify all the data still. All right. And you had to be able to know yeah. what it is you're talking about. Right. So then it defeats the whole purpose yeah. of asking the software to develop the slide deck if you're having to go back and go yeah. through it all because that's the time-consuming piece. So the idea of just pressing a single button and the computer will do everything for you no. does not apply here. No, not at all. <laughs> no. So do you regret paying such? Yes, I have actually cancelled that <laughs> subscription. Okay. But it was, it was a, it had to be done. I had to test it for the sake of this would have been really helpful. Okay. And I was willing to take a chance for it. So the slides didn't work, but I had one last chance, one last thing. We discovered Agent GPT. Mm -hmm. Now, these agents, I don't know whether you, you might be able to explain it better than me, but these appear to be AI programs which develop and generate their own prompts. So oh, this intermediary AI program to bridge from human who uh, have challenges in writing a prompt because for example for ChatGPT you have to be specific in order to get a specific uh, result just like in Google search uh, you need to be specific in the keywords that you enter some people are not really capable or probably because of the language barrier they have this challenge the idea of having uh, this agent GPT is just to specify keywords and then it will generate the prompt which then can be fed into ChatGPT for a more deliberate result. Yeah, and so that's effective. Like, that, that's effectively what I experienced. But it do, it goes beyond that. So you give it a task, and it generates a series of prompts which it believes are related to that tasks, and then it processes through them all one after one, generating new prompts as it goes. Yeah. And so I use this to develop workshop activities, and that was actually quite helpful. I would just say, develop me a workshop related to chatbots. Yeah. And it would come up with two activities, which would be awesome. Again, the content's not there. Top line, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Introduce at this level, let them uh, build th this step one, step two, step three, step four. There's no real content, although it does give a small introduction script, which would last about 20 seconds. But it was it's helpful to create a top line lesson plan for a workshop. I was able to produce five of those, and out of those five, three, see, the Agent GPT only will process four or five prompts, and then it it stops, mm -hmm. because they don't want it to keep running indefinitely, and I think that might cause it, that would be a problem. Uh, no, hopefully with five example, five prompts, we can use our own intelligence to continue. <laughs> I was able. So I, so it stops after four or five, and so at the end, it will say, look, sorry, we're not going to give you any more answers at this point. And you have the final the final task or the final activity. And for the final activity, I put as homework for the following week, which meant I actually had eight weeks' worth of workshop activities, which is great. Great. 
so at this point I had got a module narrative, I had a couple of module narratives which were recommended to us from traditional literature mm -hmm. and we had tested a variety of tools which had been recommended by social media influencers that are out there on, on, on the social media channels whether it's LinkedIn or on podcasts I have developed eight very rudimentary sets of slides which provides some kind of structure but ultimately I think when you try to rewrite someone else's essay or someone else's work yeah it's more effort than if you <laughs> did it yourself yes that, that's what I see there and I have these workshop activities which I think will be quite fun they require development but the structure is there and I think that that's really helpful it gives me a direction and that's what that's how I've that's how I've we've concluded so it's not phenomenally successful yeah uh, in the sense that it doesn't give everything like what the TikTok people are saying yeah but it is a, a little bit helpful yeah which is I think is probably but what you just, expected just a reminder in case someone listened to this podcast way after we recorded this <laughs> is recorded in April and May 2023 correct it's not because of, of just us but also the limitation uh, of those uh, what is available right now it could be it could, <laughs> or it could be me because at the end of the day this is my first effort I'm pursuing this in the same way as the social media influencers are recommending it I'm the target audience for these yeah. people uh, uh, once I've gone through more discussion with yourself and exploration I'm, I'm so much more sophisticated in my usage now it's, uh, it's always user-centric so imagine when the first phone came up probably the first mobile phone came up a smartphone probably only geek can use that the first computer came up and then it evolves even now not just a, a little kid you can see can use an iPad for example there, there's a lot of development and improvement there so similarly with this uh, AI tools yeah what do you think is have you found interesting from this journey it is interesting to see uh, a technology used by a person from non-technology domain to produce something that uh, supposedly can help them to do their uh, job so for me uh, my job is in technology so using technology to produce something related technology is uh, related for, for me personally is interesting did, did I do anything which you were not expecting is there anything which you think nope actually because mo most of the activities that you have done uh, I have done it myself and also the state of of mind and, and the feeling that you had also I have experienced that before so I kind of expected yeah Probably uh, I, I give you some tips, for example, how to write the prompt or how to do a follow-up prompt. Yeah. So those things, uh, probably, you will discover it even if I don't tell you, but it, it probably takes a longer time. Yeah. Okay, good. We talked about the emotional state. And I do think that the Gartner's hype cycle, mm -hmm. which I think is a famous image, I think anyone who's covered... Uh, technology or innovation will know what this image looks like it's like a it's was it, like a up and down curve and it starts off with the innovation trigger which is all of the i suppose the tiktoky people and the chat gpt <laughs> launch and everyone's conversation about it yeah and then i drove up that through all the experiments i had 
with the generative text, GPT experiments, or getting it to create my social media. Right. And then trying to twin myself yeah. with the investment in Descript. And then ultimately trying to use it to do my work or take on a big chunk of my work. Yeah. I think that was when we reached right at the peak of inflated expectations. Yeah. And at that point, I crashed. <laughs> All right. I remember we I tried to use it with the football. I perhaps tried to have a... I tried to have a proper relationship with the software. Yeah. Because it was talking to me normally. <laughs> and I'd start, earlier I'd started using Please, and I tried to think of it as a, in a human kind of a way. Yes. And then it, it just rejected me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that sent me on the trough of disillusionment. And then as I reached the bottom, mm. I was using the slides. And the slides were not working, and I was so depressed that I spent money to try to rectify the situation. Yeah. I threw money at it saying, please, where's my AI <laughs> friend gone to do all my work for me? Yeah. yeah. And then the slope of enlightenment is through our discussions that we've had, yeah. uh, where our links to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> and where you adjust your expectations here. Yeah, the use of Agent GPT to assist... I've become a lot less fearful. My anxiety is no longer there. Although when I'm in a restaurant and a robot does come up to me, <laughs> I have gone up to the waiter and said, Look, hey, why are you even bothering? It's saving you that much time. <laughs> and it was a bit of a shock. And now, you know how much time I use it? How much? I think I've used it once uh -huh. since the conference which was last Thursday okay. so once in five days and that was this morning yeah and that was just purely to to make a piece of my writing less interesting all right <laughs> so more formal so I had my start my personal style his tends to be a little bit more salesy maybe a bit more promotion yeah. a bit more promotionally and I needed something which was a lot more conservative yeah so I used the chat GPT to give me an option which is more formal but that is it I have not even opened any of these mid-journeys or similar I haven't even thought about it mm -hmm. what about other tools I haven't I just get, I've gone back to my own writing okay <laughs> although there is an element that it can save your productivity yeah I it, it just flipping between screens yes. copy and pasting yeah. and my typing speed is already quite good yeah. and my writing style I've gone back to being like okay fine this is the, the time savings is a uh, I've even appreciating spelling mistakes in my work now. That, that's a work of AI as well. AI is not just ChatGPT. They're the sp uh, spell checker and grammar checker. <laughs> no, but, I, but I'm appreciating <laughs> that I have spelling mistakes in it. Yeah. And uh, people are saying this is human. No, this is proper human content. Yeah. This because it has an error. I know some people who purposely made that uh, typos and stuff to to say that hey, it's me. <laughs> yeah. That's my new excuse for if there's any mistakes in there. So this is deliberate. It's human-generated. It's my real voice. <laughs> okay. Everyone's experience will be different. True. I think the value is in the journey itself. When we discover something, we would be able to, to utilize things better if we discover it ourselves. Yes, I take it for granted. We, we do whatever is taught to us. But during the implementation or during practicing something, we may discover something that is not taught. 
before. And that's the available stuff. And this is exactly what you have. I could share with you my experience, like what we share with the audience right now, our experience, but you have to experience it yourself in order to discover something that we don't discover or maybe is only applicable for you. Wise, go forth and experiment with the AI unafraid. Thank you all very much for following us on this limited series and I hope you will be back with more in the future as we explore more of Web3 and its intersection with higher education. I'm Stephen King. And I'm Judy. Bye for now. Middlesex University, Dubai. Shaping futures.